I'm starting to think you shouldn't eat these. <laughs> <laughs> Product contains egg and soy. So there you go. That is your coffee that... I just drank from. Yeah, it's pretty cold, isn't it? And it's also got milk in it. So that's oh, well, you're there. done. Oh, Sorry no. for drinking your coffee. I'm done. I give up the veganism here and you're done. No, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Free to a Good Home podcast. My name is Michael Hing, and joining me, as always, is a man whose coffee I just drank, which violates all kinds of vegan laws. Yep. Ben Jenkins, how's it going? Snacky, snack, snack, snack. Then what are you eating there? My coffee is made from beef stock. <laughs> um, I'm having a chip. Yep. Um, that looks like a, a, a non-orthodox brand of chip, though. Yeah, it's very much. I mean, look, mate, save it for snack report. <laughs> right, save okay. it for bloody snack report. Um, uh, let's bring it want, No, oh. before we... Sorry. All right. Uh, happy birthday. Thank you. This is a special birthday edition mm-hmm. of uh, Freedom of a Good Home. All birthday, all the time. It was yesterday, though, wasn't it? Was it was yesterday. I uh, mean, when the person's listening to it, it could be look, two days from now. It's fine. It could be a week ago. It yep. could be years in the long forgotten past That's as they because... race through the desert in a Mad Max <laughs> post-apocalyptic... Yeah. Um, I mean, you laughed at me when I said we should put all of these episodes exclusively in a time capsule. Yeah. But here Can we you are. imagine, like, I don't know if you've seen the film, but... There's Mad a, Max? Yeah. I've seen Mad Max. Well, you, the newer one. Oh, no. There's no, a, um, there's a, well, the, the best car in it, and the car that's in the trailers I'm talking about is a, is a car that's basically a massive Marshall speaker stack, and there's a guy with an electric guitar that shoots flames playing that. I like to imagine in our dystopian post-apocalyptic, it's just a car like that, just broadcasting, blasting our bullshit <laughs> across these planes. Uh, so that's good, but happy birthday. Thank you very much. I turned 30 uh, yesterday. That's big. Is it? No, it's very old. Yeah, I didn't do anything. Yeah. Well, I actually have a story, but I'll, let's introduce our guest sure. and then we'll come in back into it. Our guest, you would know her as, I think, editor of and founder of... Sure, mm, yeah. The, uh, I'd say like the, the intravenous... What? Like news what? source. Jesus. What? It's just, it's the, it's the cool young thing. All it's, the people... it's a news and pop culture website that's very popular. Would you please welcome Steph Harmon, editor of Junkie. Hello. Steph Harmon. Hello. Where were you going with that? Intravenous? The, the, way, the way that people just like, they just hook that junkie thing. Oh, oh no, God. I didn't. I, that was not a pun. That was not a pun on I junkie. Because I thought, you know what I was actually. <laughs> that was not a pun on junkie. That's what I was thinking. I was thinking that what you'd done is actually managed to avoid Steph's website for like the two years or whatever. <laughs> and just assumed that it was this drug thing. No, that was that was a, like, that was an unintentional pun on so, the word junkie. But I was talking about like how everyone's just like mainlining it to their system. Oh, uh, okay. Anyway, so it reminds me of some friends of friends of all of us. I think actually um, founded it. Not um, friends of mine. I'll tell you that for free. <laughs> a literary magazine called Seizure, um, and. Before they launched it, they had like a, a Facebook group about it and saying what it was. And someone got in touch with them, who was a um, uh, an epileptic, being like, "Oh, I'm so glad you've started this epileptic oh. mag." And they had to be like, "No." And why would we call it that if we did? That's awful. Yeah. <laughs> I um uh, I know those people listen to this podcast. They do. And uh, I need to email one of them, so I will do that. So <laughs> sorry. <laughs> We'll just do all communications from Basically. now on with people. <laughs> yeah. uh, hey, Steph, uh, this is a podcast where we go through the week's classifieds. In fact, no. Okay. Stop. I've got to tell my birthday story. Okay. My birthday, I'll do what I want to. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, my goodness. So last night, mm-hmm. the Hing family organized a special birthday for, for me, mm-hmm. turning 30. It was, it was pretty nice of them to do. Went to Canterbury Leagues Club. Woo! Um, it's not as... Gross it sounds. We were just going there for a mad fun gamble time. Um, <laughs> familial pokey time. 
<laughs> you get 50 bucks, send you into the pokey room. Exactly. No, there's a really nice Chinese restaurant there that uh, we were going to go. I, I, I hardly recommend it. They do good vegan options uh-huh. for any people who are vegan enthusiasts and also Chinese food enthusiasts. Mate, you drank my coffee. You're done. <laughs> you're <laughs> toast. So I turn up and I had to. I came late because I had to bring my sisters who, can't, who couldn't drive. And so I turned up. They got out because we were running late. So they went in, sat down at the table. And I had to go park the car mm. in Canterbury Leagues Club. And let me tell you, that is a bustling metropolis sure. on a Saturday Steph, night. Steph, have you ever been to Canterbury Leagues? I've never been to Canterbury Leagues. Okay. Well, well, my parents are now members of Canterbury Leagues <laughs> uh-huh. just to get a 10% discount off at the Chinese oh. restaurant. Um, and, okay, so I park the car, walk inside the Chinese restaurant, and my dad, like, like Home Alone styles has miscounted the amount of people present at the dinner. And I turn up, there is not a chair for me. (laughs) My 30th birthday. May this decade be as good as the last three. Are they like halfway through the meal? (laughs) No, they're ordered. People are like bringing food out. And I'm like, it took me like, it did take me like 10 minutes to park the car because it's such a bustling (laughs) metropolis on on a Saturday night. And I turn up and I have to sort of wait patiently for like three minutes while everyone's just changing. Because the table's so big that everyone thought there was a spare seat, but there wasn't. But and that's then, amazing. Like, in the Home Alone example, like, they, Kevin's part of a big family and they just leave, you know, you know, just forget him. But they're not on their way to, like, Kevin's birthday. Like, <laughs> it's not a Kevin-based <laughs> event that they're, like, forgetting. Like, not only do they have to forget you, but they have to forget the reason that they're there. <laughs> well, the, the funny thing was... Oh, sorry. And also, weirdly, like, your parents signed up. To, to be members. So I assume they hadn't really been there before either. So it's not like it's routine. It's like they're in a new place for a very specific reason and they've forgotten both you and the reason they're there. <laughs> well, the point... The, the, what it's hap- like you're a fucking um, the Doctor Who monster, like the silence. Like if they're not looking at you, you don't exist. I was going to say, it's like I'm a... Um, you would very rarely get to experience something like this. But you know that movie where the ghosts come back? And the guy's like, I wish I was never born. And then the ghosts are like, I'll show you what life would be like if you were never born. Okay, hold up. Mate. I have no idea what movie. No, i t- I tell you why <laughs> you're confused, Steph. I mean, it has been a movie. It's been a couple of movies. But what you're talking about uh-huh. is an extremely famous book called A Christmas Carol. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Yep, no, that's absolutely <laughs> what you're to- talking about. That is 100% what you're talking about. No, I'm talking about the movie. Ghosts coming, visiting somebody, possibly at a festive time of year. <laughs> You know, he's trying to celebrate his uh, Christmas. No, it's got Jimmy Stewart in it. Oh, I'm thinking of It's a fuck. Wonderful Life. Fuck, you are thinking about It's a Wonderful Life. Thank you. Oh, shit. <laughs> that will not be edited out. Anyway, <laughs> it's very rare that you get to experience an It's a Wonderful Life moment <laughs> where you're like, I wonder what I wonder what they'd be doing on my birthday if I was never bored. And turns out my parents and everyone, all their family would just be enjoying a very nice dinner at a Chinese <laughs> restaurant. So what happened was they set up, This is that's fine, right? It's just, they haven't, they've miscounted. That's a very human mistake to make. I was the last person to arrive. That's fine. But then the solution to that problem was to set up a kid's table no. of one. No. <laughs> yeah. No. So the, the, so the, the, this was not my parents' solution. This is the waiter's solution. He was like, okay. oh, we'll just set up a table over here. And I was like, okay. And then he just wheels out a table, puts one <laughs> setting there. And then I, he kind of gestures me to sit there. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then luckily, luckily, my family all moved around and made space for me. Yeah, this is where new 30-year-old Michael Hing draws a line. Yeah, <laughs> this is when new assertive Hing goes, oh, actually, probably won't do the saddest well, thing. Probably not going to eat my birthday dinner alone while my family enjoys time without me. That's nice. Anyway, uh, so birthday times. Oh, Steph, this man. is a podcast where we go through um, the week's classifieds uh, online, um, Gumtree, eBay, Craigslist. Um, so we, and you, you're, you're first time you've ever been on this podcast, which is exciting for us. Yep. Long-time listener, though. Oh, no. Thank you. It's true. 
Um, have you ever bought or sold anything? So you know what's coming. You know this. Yes, I know. Yeah. Have you ever bought or sold anything online? I have, what in it, fact. Mm -hmm. um, and it is something that keeps coming around every six months. I get a little reminder about it. Um, I had a few drinks one night. Half a calendar. Half a calendar. <laughs> it's half a calendar. Correct. <laughs> um, about three years ago, had a few drinks. Was on a little bit of a, a turtle binge, which is where I Google so, images of so, tur turtles. <laughs> <laughs> you know. That is the most wonderful thing to be your drunk thing that you do. Yeah. Mm. Well, I mean, Like I some guess people so. walk down Oxford Street just punching people in the back of their head <laughs> and you like stumble into a net cafe and yeah. they're like, oh God, I think she's had enough turtles. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I straight up steal stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it got to a stage where I'd gotten from, you know, the three drink turtle binge to like the four drink. I'm going to go looking and see what is for sale, what's out there. Uh -huh. um, and usually I stop it at that point because it's hard to find turtles that are in the area. Um, but <laughs> there's, no, there's no Uber for turtles. <laughs> there isn't yet. Yeah. Um, Just a bunch of icons moving very slowly across <laughs> a map. <laughs> so I found a turtle breeder um, in rural New South Wales. Um, who breeds something called penny turtles, which oh. are basically freshwater turtles that sound, yes, I know you're getting excited because you like yeah. small animals. I sat right up. <laughs> <laughs> um, they sound perfect, right? Penny turtles. Penny turtles. So the size of the penny is yeah. a turtle. Um, so I bought two of them straight off the bat. You don't need a license? Well. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> then I got an email saying, great, when you come pick them up, show us your license. So then I had another drink and... You can just apply online. takes about 15 minutes. Really easy. Got my turtle license. Um, can I ask, how much, does a, how much does a turtle license cost? Oh, uh, definitely more than I'm... You know, I'm embarrassed about how much I spent on this entire adventure. Okay. okay. Can, can I also ask yeah. what you need to do to get a turtle license? Um, basically, you just need a passport and you need to kind of... <laughs> what do you need a passport? <laughs> you just need to be able to prove your identity. <laughs> yeah, you so need to prove every... you can flee the country yeah. if these no, turtles I go think, rogue. I think you need a passport so you can hand it into them so you're not a flight risk. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, so, uh, basically got the license, sent him over a photocopy, was like, yeah, I'm legit. He sent over a, um, checklist of things that I need to know about owning a turtle. Yep. And at that point I found out that penny turtles, um, continue growing forever. Oh. Um, so. They're the, um. Potbelly pig? No. They're the potbelly pigs yeah. of the turtle, turtle kingdom. <laughs> Which is so like, you know, obviously I probably should have started researching it before I bought two of them. Um, but <laughs> they grow for about three years to the size that you'd imagine, or what I would imagine, which is, I guess, two hand widths. I was like, that's like a dinner I'm, plate. A dinner. Yeah, that's what I'm looking. Yeah, I can do that. Penny mm -hmm. to dinner plate. Um, then they yeah. stop growing for about four or five years, and then they start growing again. What? Yeah. Second puberty or something? I don't know what it is. So I was like, will it be fine in my, you know, the fish tank that I'd envisaged I was going to buy for these turtles? And it turns out it would have been the same size of them after 10 so years. So no, that's so a no, no. It's a no. So, so where <laughs> are you up to in this turtle adventure now? Well, now what happens is the two turtles I bought are still are potentially just living happily uh, on the beautiful turtle farm that I'm imagining they're living at. <laughs> sure. And so you I, just never picked them up? <laughs> I never picked them up. Do you think um, they had the little turtle bags packed and they were standing <laughs> on the side of the road? <laughs> they're ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's no. coming, right? She's coming. No, Ooh, she's a little bit late. <laughs> <laughs> so they're slowly increasing in size. Um, meanwhile, I get a six-monthly reminder to renew my turtle license that reminds me <laughs> every six months of the night I got drunk and bought two turtles. Just so so you paid for these turtles. Yeah. You never picked them up. Never picked them up. And you are I, continuing to renew your turtle license. I don't I don't renew it anymore, almost. but they, they, right. they just keep reminding me to do it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> do you think like do you think because I you know I, I your 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 place isn't isn't huge. No. But it's not it's not tiny. But like you could do you envisage one day you could be like, you know what? I think I'm ready for these turtles. 
Well, I did chat with my partner about it, mm. um, about potentially getting a bigger size tank than the one that I had first thought we were going to get. Sure. And putting it inside the house. <laughs> um, and that was unfeasible for a lot of reasons. Could you not <laughs> Could you not put them in a... You have a little garden? Could you not just have yeah, them roaming but, around in the garden? I mean, ideally, yes. I would have them roving around the full house. They would be free-range yeah. turtles. That sure. would be the best situation for me. Oh, my God. Yeah. The turtles, um, requ- turtles require a, a lot of water, don't they? Tortoises what? are the one that can live on land. Yeah, these are, these are I think they're freshwater turtles. So right. they're, they're, like, um, oh. they're the ones with the web toes. So, they do so need... you'd need a lot. Like you wouldn't just be... It wouldn't yeah, be I, I had turtle-tortoise no. confusion. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. a tortoise, that would be phenomenal. A tortoise can just clump about in those little clumpers, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. A turtle has fins. Yeah, yeah, a, to- yeah, yeah. a tortoise is the one that if it's on its back, you don't flip it over, means you're a replicant. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, but a turtle, <laughs> if you do flip it over, it means, means you're a replicant. That's how they get you. Yeah, so in order for it to have been free range around the house, we would have had to have at least, you know, three to four inches of water on the ground at you all could times. could have flooded your house. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> have you heard that story about that lady who lived in a, who converted the, her house to have a dolphin in it? Excuse me? There's a, there, it, I, it might Is be this like, like the SeaWorld origin story? <laughs> <laughs> it's like a, it's like a radio lab or a This American Life or a much more popular podcast than ours. Uh, well. Did a story. For now. For now. Did a story about how a lady, she wanted to learn how to like talk to a dolphin or whatever. And she's like a PhD researcher or whatever. Right. Not just a mad woman. Well, you know, these things aren't mutually exclusive. That's true. I know a couple of people with PhDs, you know. Yeah. You know, where? yeah. Friend of the podcast, Mark Sutton, just got his doctorate. And he's a man. He's a mad woman. He's a mad man. In <laughs> fact, man. he's, sorry, just as a quick sidebar. A uh, friend of the podcast, Mark Sutton, just got his doctorate in English literature. Extremely exciting. Um, he's also working with us on the checkout at the moment as a researcher. Um, the very next day that he got his doctorate, um, for a sketch, we dressed him up like a great big baby <laughs> with a nappy and a bonnet. Was that uh, <laughs> was it for a sketch though? <laughs> yeah, well, he'll never know. <laughs> are you going to cre- are you going to ask the person who writes the credits to credit him as baby Doctor Mark Sutton? We actually did. Ask the credits to credit them just this week as Dr. Mark Sutton because of this baby cameo. <laughs> That's very funny. So hey, you're saying? Oh, no, we'll move on because I think we are a bit in and we haven't done any classifieds. But Ben, do you want to do... Yeah, I feel like I'm sorry to everyone who just spoke then, including myself, because enough time just went between me or you mentioning some snacks and snack report that nobody was listening to anything anybody said, obviously, because they were just so worried about what the oh. snacks were. Um, we've got a bloody great snack report coming up, guys. Um, I went out and got some extreme, they're called Smith's chips, and you're right, they're not a conventional or orthodox chip. They are um, air-popped potato snacks. What which, does air-popped mean? I don't know. It's like what you do with popcorn? I guess so. Isn't all pop air-popped? Isn't that, like, everything that pops has air in it. I don't really understand. Oh, oh yeah, this is a, true. How can you pop something without any gas? Oh, well, gas and air are different things. Mm. Oh, I see. So like the, Hind- is- the Hindenburg was air-popped, but that was, <laughs> that was largely hydrogen. <laughs> Um, helium? Fuck. Anyway, point is, um, these are like, you know, you, you know, your rice, your rice snacks. Mm -hmm. Um, Like a saccata. Yeah. It's like that. It's saccata, I believe. Okay. Anyway, um, it's like that, but kind of shaping, but, and it's not only tastier, but I'll tell you what it is. It's fucking louder. Mm. That's louder than a regular snack. They also got, (laughs) um, some fizzes based on the popularity of the Zappos of the last time. Um, these an eight pack of fizzes, fizzer faves, which I think is just all the fizzes. Like I don't think they've actually left anything out there. There's green, there's purple, there's pink. Right. So there's no. What if you were the ninth fizzer flavor and you weren't involved? Like who's who, so you you don't reckon any fizzer flavor has been benched in this transaction? Well, I, I mean, like let look, me in the game, coach. <laughs> look of all the fizzes that I can see in this packet, I feel like all fizzes are accounted for. Mm-hmm, 
Um, and then finally, I got. Some... I know how you feel. Ninth flavor of fizzer. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, there's a fizzer on its own little table. Um, and finally, I got some Dairy Milk um, Marvelous Creations uh, jelly zingers. Wow, you've gone all out. Which I'm looking forward to cracking open. You know what? Yeah. I was I was thinking. I wonder, like transactionally, if you spend more on snacks for each week than I do on the hosting fees of this podcast. Almost definitely. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, I just want to chime in with a little snack that I brought. Oh! Steph brought a yeah. snack! Yeah, yeah. Steph brought a snack. Um, Hing, this snack is for you. It's a, yes, it's a birthday them. snack. But, 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 big but. Went to like probably four or five cafes um, asking for a vegan treat and ended up with this. Which hey! It's called a Krantz. Um, it's, it's apparently a vegan treat. But I said that, and then she didn't know what vegan meant, and then I kind of got guilted into buying it anyway. Sorry, I should should, should describe to the listeners, what we're looking at here is a side of roast beef. (laughs) (laughs) No, what we're looking at is some sort of pastry. She says it is egg and dairy-free. Fantastic. Um, Now, are you sure she's not describing the candle she's included with this? Oh, yeah, birthday candle came free. (laughs) Maybe the candle is vegan. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, well, thank you very much, Steph. That's okay. I'm not going to put my money on the fact that it is actually vegan. Well, I already drank Ben's coffee, so it's all over now. How good is it when our guests bring snacks? Oh, so good. In fact, (laughs) Steph bringing a snack kind of, it it endears me to Steph a lot. Steph to me. Anyway. But it just mainly makes me hate all the other fucking freeloaders we've had in the podcast. Well, that was my up. exact yeah. aim for this. Oh, yeah. Mm. Best guest. Yeah. I sh- You'll have to get into it because I can't, I've got too much Kransk in my mouth. Okay. <laughs> this one was sent in by a um, friend of the podcast, Patrick McGee. And it's from a site that um, we haven't actually seen. It's just called Sell, Buy, Swap, Free. And it's this. Very, very short. It's from the Sydney area in New South Wales. Beautiful elephant tusk. For sale. We have beautiful elephant tusk horn for sale. They are available in bulk and I am oh. looking only for serious buyers. Contact me at Bobby Pillow at Yahoo. <laughs> <laughs> That's the whole ad. Uh, can I see the photo? You can. Yeah, it is a photo of some elephant tusks. Yeah, it's a photo of what you might describe as an elephant graveyard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wow, that's the saddest photo I've seen. Yeah, do you think um, in particular, what, what is the most disturbing word in that? Ooh. I would argue that bulk is... Bulk a- is, I would say, yeah. I mean, look, elephant tusk isn't great. <laughs> do they think that if they don't call it ivory, it's not illegal? <laughs> <laughs> um, um. Also, uh, Bobby Pillow. 344 at mm. yahoo.com. Yeah. As like a professional salesman of like <laughs> growing the instinct, extinct animal yeah. finery. The thing is you, you can't could... have like ivoryman at ivory.com because people <laughs> are going to find you that way. You know, you've got to go under the right. This is, this is his like CIA code name or whatever. But if that's the case, I mean, yeah, he hasn't gone for the big sites. He hasn't gone for Gumtree. He hasn't <laughs> gone for eBay. But as far as I can tell... Sell, buy, swap, free isn't the dark web. Like, well, yeah, but it, it does seem like if they're letting this go, it probably is a no-holds-barred, admin-is-on-leave type site, I think. Yeah, right, right, right. So I feel like maybe he has put it up on Gumtree and stuff, and uh, I don't know. Steph, do you have any interest in buying some ivory from this man? Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> what are the uses for ivory? Does anyone... Piano keys is the classic one. Mm-hmm. But, but I don't think it's easy to just get these tusks and turn them into piano keys. I think there's like a whole lot of other <laughs> things involved. <laughs> so what would you do with them? Like, like, okay, putting aside the vast moral issues with purchasing endangered bones mm-hmm. or teeth. Technically teeth, I think. Are they? Really? I think they're overgrown teeth, aren't they? I'm not important. I don't think they're overgrown. Like, Sorry. <laughs> oh, that makes it sound like, oh, you know, we'll just cut them. Like, yeah, it needs a bloody haircut. Like, I think these are quite, like, important. Right, okay. For, for yeah. But... 
Also, I think teeth are bones, aren't they? Probably their type of bone. Look, this is not the teeth cast, unless... <laughs> yeah. well, okay, if you, if, if you just one day turns up at your house... It's, bunch of ivory. It's in, a, it's in a basket, the stalker's left it, bunch of ivory. That's interesting. It's an interesting case, because like... I would not know. Okay, the animal's obviously clearly already dead. It's already dead. Like, or, it's, or it's... It, there's nothing... You, you can't give it back to the animal. You can't reattach yeah, the ivory if I, like, now. if I, like, came across, like, you know, in a, an old relative's estate, it was, like, an, an elephant tusk that I... That, that, that my relatives say... This is getting weirdly specific. It sounds mm. like I've done this, but I haven't. <laughs> it was just an elephant tusk, right? And I inherited that. And it was like an elephant that was like, you know, from the 40s and probably Nazi sympathizer. And I don't really need to, I don't really need to worry about that moral dimension. Little, little swastikas yeah, in, yeah, the, yeah. in the so ivory. I've, so I've got this tusk. I would have zero idea on how to convert that into money. Yeah. I would probably Well, you'd probably put it what, on. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's what's happened to this guy. He just had a stalk deliver. A bunch in of ivory. Bulk ivory. <laughs> yeah. Like, I know at least that if I found, if I was digging in my yard, I don't have a yard, but if I did and I found gold, I kind of think I'd know what to do. All right, no, let's, let's run through this, Ben. What would you do? Well, the first thing I'd do is I'd take my hat off and I'd wave it around and I'd go, gold! Gold! <laughs> Um, and then after I'd done that, mm -hmm. I think I'd take to it, would I take it to a jeweler? No, you don't take it to a jeweler, you're not going to get a good price on that. You can't, this is the thing, you can't get rid of like minerals you find in the ground, because the only place you can take it is like one of those scheming, we buy gold type, oh, oh that wait, sounded I a think racist, ben, I didn't yeah. that. Yeah. Well. Ben, you're imagining this gold is in a, in a big brick, right? <laughs> Well, well. Bullion. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess if it is in that, it's probably elephant Nazi gold. <laughs> Yeah, I would have, I, would, I guess, okay, I'm not going to get the best price at the jeweler, absolutely, uh -huh. but I will be able to convert that gold into money. Right, like, okay. And, and yeah, there'll be a big, uh, there'll be a lot of loss of value along the way. Okay. But I know that I can do that. Ivory, zero idea. Hmm. Steph, thoughts? How would you get rid of ivory if, you, if it just turned up at your house? I'd uh, give it to Ben, probably. <laughs> He's an expert, seems <laughs> <Yeah>. pretty good. <laughs> no, I think, I mean, there's probably a market. Like, you could go to one of those the myriad shops down the road in Redfern that deal in... But surely it's illegal. off-putting animal parts. Surely it's, like, illegal to, like, buy and sell ivory now, isn't it? Or, or is it just illegal to obtain ivory from a live elephant? Like, if you've, if you've already got ivory, are you allowed to trade it still or not? Maybe it was, like, an armistice, like the gun buyback. What? Oh, there was a period of what, like ten years, where you could have where sold. You could, it. you could sell your ivory, but after ten years, you, you can't. Oh, there's got musical chairs. They've, they've stopped the music. Speaking, no one can swap ivory speaking anymore. Of the gun buyback. Just as a bit of a tangent, I was reminded of this the other day. We have a senator in Australia called David Lionhelm, who's an kind of an independent, not independent. He's the Liberal Democrats. Anyway, he's a fascist. Whatever. Um, I'll say it on. <laughs> Anyway, he's this, he's this libertarian nut job, and he was uh, and I. And I he was talking about the gun buyback, which is kind of like universally beloved in Australia. It's like one of the things that... It's the only thing we get good press for. Yeah, exactly. Um, and he actually said in an interview of his own free will that he was not only opposed to it, but during that period of the gun buyback, he would often take out his rifles, that, or his semi-automatic rifles, I assume, that he couldn't have anymore, that he kept in his attic, take them out, look at them, and pat them. Wait, wait. <laughs> That is a that is literally a thing he said he on the record. Patted them. He would pat his guns. That is an elected member of Australia's Senate. <laughs> yeah, he's got a great cat though. Um, <laughs> Hing, do you have one? I do. Hey, uh, let me share this one with you. This We're is, going clockwise this time. This is from Craigslist. 
The listener can't see that. It's fine. It's from Craigslist. You, hang on, you don't do that thing where you kind of make it sound different in different <laughs> surround sounds so people... It's part of the know. editing process. This is from Sydney from the personal section, Strictly Platonic. Mm-hmm. Strictly yep. Platonic. And it's entitled, Chilled Exhibitionist. Okay. Man for Man, 35, Sydney. Mm-hmm. Hey guys, I'm looking for a chilled out exhibitionist. Preferably under 30, a little bit kinky, a little bit arty. Comfortable pushing boundaries. I'm seeking to realise an art project. I need a little assistance. Hang on. Hang on. Chilled out exhibitionist. Have they confused two words? What do you think? I think they want a curator. (laughs) 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 And it's like, oh, you know, somebody deals in exhibitions, like an exhibitionist. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's what they want. For my art project. It does sound like that. (laughs) They want, they want someone to do with their art project, pretty chilled out. Their art project's going to be a little bit risque, and they want a curator. What they're going to get is a nutbag. Well, no, I just I just like the idea that they're sick of all these like uptight nudists turning up, being like, no, I take off my clothes, but I do it my way, all right? It's my way or the clothed highway. Thank you very much. I feel like this guy is after a person to paint nude, I guess. That's probably what he wants. But he wants to be able to like play it by his own so rules. you say you say that you're, you're just looking for someone as if a chilled out exhibitionist is the most obvious thing in the world. But I actually think the opposite. I think that I don't know a lot of exhibitionists, but chilled out and exhibitionism doesn't to me actually mesh. No, you've got but, to be pretty chilled. Well, I mean, wouldn't an exhibitionist? But that's their job. I mean, it's not their job. I don't think they're getting paid too much money. <laughs> <laughs> but isn't like, wouldn't you be relaxed by this point if you were calling yourself an exhibitionist? In you'd be relaxed in your own nudity. Oh. But hang on, exhibitionist oh. doesn't just mean nudity. I think that's the literal term. It's like I'm exhibiting no, myself. You're, again, you're thinking either nudist or curator. Like, <laughs> so what do you think an exhibitionist is, if not a nudist or a curator? I always just think of it as like a kind of an attention seeker. I always think of like... No, you're thinking of an extrovert. Mm, I'm thinking of an exoskeleton. <laughs> like, I, think, I feel like Amanda Palmer is an exhibitionist. Wow. Well, she's also a nudist, isn't she? Is she? Yeah, is she? well, she gets, she gets nude every now and again. I think that you've got the word wrong. I think this is like how I call my dad a wino when what I mean is a wine enthusiast. <laughs> <laughs> Editor of a magazine telling you that. Editor of an online publication telling you you got the word wrong. Oh, man. And uh, Steph has actually edited a bunch of stuff I've written before. and Has corrected you on many words. Many, many times uh, and been 100% correct. Have you, have you ever, have you, I mean, I know you've told the story on the podcast before about the time you like kind of almost basically ran an art auction. <laughs> yes. And Steph, you, you're obviously, you know, in a, in a line of work that deals with arts a lot. Have you ever dealt with that sort of like the visual art scene or the, 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 the sort of art world in any way? Well, I did actually used to edit the Bragg magazine. Oh, that's um, right, you did, yeah. And so we did a lot of art coverage, mm-hmm. um, which we did have an art editor, but I had to get a lot of press releases. And so the only thing I remember about dealing with the art wor- world uh, is the way that artists talk about their work being like painfully obscure. Yeah, um, right. Like just, just <laughs> terrible writing went into those press releases. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, Sentences that would go on forever and contain zero information. Is it like, is it, was, it just, was it just an art school wank or like? Yeah, and it was really just, it was really, as far as I remember, just big adjectives one after another. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, the, and then no noun. <laughs> Speaking of weird gigs, weird yeah. gig report, I'm doing a thing for Vivid next week where I'm presenting a bunch of architects to... Sorry, what? <laughs> it's like... In keeping with my, uh, in keeping with my general theme of I'll do it, I'll do it, I'll give it a crack. Yeah, yeah. 
There's you some are sort presenting of... a bunch of architects. There's some sort and of... And are they going to... Ooh, ooh, are they going to make a human pyramid? And it's like <laughs> architects becoming the building? Well, no, it's some sort of... They're calling it like... Arch- Get on the bottom, Gary. <laughs> Get on the bottom. <laughs> Name another famous architect. Frank Lloyd Wright. Ooh, okay. he's he dead. dead? No. Very much so. Um... Ertzen. What's his name? The, the guy who built the opera house. What's his name? Dead. Okay. So dead? <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't matter. He's dead. He's dead to us. Um, no. So I'm going to this gallery in a week or something. I don't know. It's, and it's for some some architect's design thing. And they are asking me to introduce and talk about a bunch of architectural things and design things. Do you know much about no, architecture? No, I don't. Oh. Are you going to... Okay. How are you going to play this? Are you going to... Are you going to... Like embrace the fact that you're terrible for this job. No, I think or are you no, going to lean do in a lot? Of, a lot of <laughs> lean in. <laughs> just lean, just lean right in and be like, "Hey, I guys. don't think that was what the book was about." <laughs> I haven't read it. But are, are you it means do... being a fraud. Right? That's what leaning in. Cheryl Sandberg's all about being a fraud. I, I imagine. Are you going to do a lot of research then? Are you going to? Are you going to cram? Uh, I guess I have to. I don't know. How, I mean, how much is there to know about architecture? Oh, not much. Surely, not much. yeah. Editor think, of magazine, yeah, tell me that. you'll be Thank fine. You. Don't just don't read anything. Just know. Talk about don't say, even plan it. Do that. Do that. Writing about music is like dancing about architecture. Quote. What and is that quote? That's the quote. Yeah, quote. Okay. And then say. And so with that in mind, hit it. And then do 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 And then do the MC Hammer Running Man for as long as it takes for security to remove you. <laughs> Good plan. Hey, let's uh, let's move on. Hey, Steph, do you yeah. have one there? Um, this is one that I uh, I actually I actually sent to Ben. Yeah. This uh, one was this one was sent in by Steph Harmon. Yeah, yeah, Steph. And I find it really hilarious, and I'm not sure why. Um, fancy pigeon, fifteen dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I have for sale nice pigeon, do neck high flower, high flyer, Budapest Lahore, price ten to fifteen each. Feel free to ring me. And it's just a picture. <laughs> the whole ad. That's it. Fifteen dollars, just a picture of a bunch of pigeons. Yeah. So you don't even know which one is the fancy pigeon. Well, I'm well, not even sure they are that fancy. Okay, so by the way, this is They from, look this like is, dirty street pigeons. Yeah, they absolutely <laughs> do. This is taken from Gumtree, Fairfield East. Yeah. And I have to agree with you here. Like, I know that there are a kind of sp- fancy pigeon. Well, doves. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, you know, pigeons can be rendered fancy by ability. So, if it's a homing pigeon, that's, that becomes a fancy Oh, that's a fancy super pigeon. fancy. I mean, yeah. anything can be made fancy with a top hat and a cane. <laughs> <laughs> Give it a little yeah. avian top hat. Yeah. 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 Um, but I, I, guess, I guess it's like the, the problem with trying to sell a fancy pigeon is that they are everywhere. And so, it is so easy to get just any street rat pigeon. Yeah. That you actually need to go some ways... To prove that the, the, it's not that, like, exactly. Especially with these photos, which they, they're not, they're not fancy in any way. They no. look, they look dirty. Also, if they were fancy, like I think the other thing that gives away the game that this guy's just gone to like Martin Place <laughs> with a bunch of breadcrumbs and a net <laughs> is that it's ten to fifteen dollars. Yeah. yeah, like that is not the cost of a fancy bird. No, yeah. I mean, yeah. how, have you have you ever bought a bird before? I don't even know how much a bird costs, but if you just go to the pet shop and buy a bird, you'd be looking at forty, fifty dollars, I think, for, a, like, for like a budgie. Yeah, and I think pigeons, if there's you know very very fancy dovetail, yeah, you yeah. Know, big fantail thing. It's not ten, fifteen dollars. Not at all. Not yeah. at all. Well, this man has a writhing sack of birds. Yes, exactly. So, and I think that's what you're paying for is the <laughs> effort of keeping the writhing sack. Of yes. <laughs> I mean, it's actually kind of a brilliant business scheme. I think it's great. Because who's going to miss a bunch of pigeons? 
I think, you know, if you think about ibises, for instance. I buy. I buy. If you, <laughs> if you care to think about ibises, mm. um, which I tend to not. I think they're disgusting. But hey, I think there's a lot of people that think that they would look like fancy birds. Oh, they do. knowing. Yeah. Can, can I just put a call out to our international listeners? Can you email us on um, contact, contact at freedomgoodhomepodcast.com or get in contact with us on Facebook or Twitter and let us know that if, if there are ibises in your country... Um, do, you want to, you, do you want to describe an ibis? They might be called something else. Bin chickens. Mm. Um, there must be ibises in other countries because aren't they like, prominent in Egyptian art? Yeah, if you're from Egypt, don't bother because I know you have ibises. <laughs> okay. Thanks for listening. And it's frankly amazing that you'd be like that interested far away in and interested in this. But um, yeah, no, no, elsewhere. Like, it's like, you know, mm-hmm. we do a lot of bird chat on this thing. And I put this call out about magpies and got some responses from Canada where they are there and they will swoop you. <laughs> um so you just want to know if there are bin chickens, annoying bin chickens. Uh, ibises are like a bird that um, that Lucifer wrought, <laughs> basically. And you're right, they look fancy from a distance. And yeah. then you kind of get close to them and you realise that they're all head and they're under, underneath the wings are blood red. Yeah. And they've got this weird distended belly and they're just the fucking pits. And they're, 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 their mouth is the, most, is the most annoying, it was the most terrifying thing. It's a sort of a long, yeah. uh, angular, what do you, what do you call it? Like a, a rounded beak. Yeah, some sort of bird mouth. <laughs> some, sort, some sort of hard bird mouth. <laughs> uh, hey, with this fancy pigeon business, yeah. do you think maybe... It's like that McDonald's had that 100% beef, and that was just the brand name of the beef they were of, of the meat they were using. Yeah, you know I mean? it wasn't actually. Oh, I see. So like, this is a this is a breed of fancy pigeon. Fancy TM pigeon. Yeah. Uh, Maybe this person's registered a trademark, and they're just selling these pigeons under this. Well, okay. Let's say this person is just kind of like you know turning up with tuppence a bag, yeah. <laughs> spreading some crumbs, and then getting the sack. <laughs> How many of these do you think you need to sell to make that worthwhile? Well, I mean, it's just if you've got time to do that, you probably don't have a lot of else, a lot yeah. else going on. Okay, but let's just let's just so talk. any bird, any 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 fancy pigeon sale is a win. If, I if you think about how much how many breadcrumbs you'd need to catch one bird, that's basically your overhead and the net. You okay, need to so buy the net. Okay, so your overhead your overheads are nets. I don't know how much a net costs. <laughs> this is chat from someone who has started a business before, <laughs> <Yeah>. obviously. <laughs> okay. Um, Breadcrumbs, that's what, as mentioned, that's just tuppence a bag. So that's not, <laughs> that's, that's not heaps. I mean, how do you get tuppence though? That's not. Yeah, that's, that's the difficulty. Yeah. We, we, we only, <laughs> it's yeah. the only currency they'll accept yeah. as well. Um, but I mean, also, I imagine that it's actually going to take a fair amount of time because while people don't really care about pigeons, unless you're wearing some sort of fluoro vest and pretty good at your job, people are going to move you on eventually. Because <laughs> it's a kind of... I think somebody putting birds in a sack is pretty unpleasant. Like, Have we talked on the podcast before about the crazy man in Asheville who tried to ban pigeons? No! <laughs> Go on! There was a guy I went to high school with. My goodness, listeners, I can't believe I haven't talked about this on the podcast before. There was a guy who bullied me mercilessly when I was in high school. Horribly. He was a total shitbag to me and was just the pits, right? And then when I kind of um, years later at university, came up to me one day and was like, hey, I just want you to know there's no hard feelings about high school. To me, and I was like, that's not your call. Yeah, <laughs> not your call, buddy. Not your call. Just want to let you know we're good. <laughs> are we? Are we? Okay. Next thing I heard, he was uh, failing to run for pre-selection for the capital L Liberal Party, which yeah. for our internationalists is our conservative party. And um, then became, I think, the youngest deputy mayor... Of Ashfield. Of Ashfield. Yeah, which is so, like, such a specific, mm. like, well done, I guess. It's a, look, that's an achievement. It's more than I'd done. He was, like, 23 at the time or something. He's very, very young. Yeah, you weren't mayor until you were 27. <laughs> and now I'm 30. Oh. <laughs> and he ran on a platform 
of banning pigeons from Ashfield. Yeah. Because it was like avian flu but or whatever. Yeah, this, yeah. Was, this was around the time of, of bird flu. Yeah. And his platform was, I'll ban pigeons from Ashfield. And um, so, yeah, Steph, Guy wanted to um, ban pigeons. And I've just pulled up a transcript of, um, I guess, a council meeting. Um, <laughs> oh, it is so good. Uh, here we go. Um, Ashfield should be inhospitable to pigeons. Avian influenza does not respect borders. Wow. Um, and then, uh, typically, this, this is him talking at a meeting. Yep. Right? And yeah. then, and then another counselor says, "The mind boggles when I think <laughs> of Ashfield's pigeons flying to the border of Ashfield and stopping directly at our border, saying, oh no, no, that's Canterbury. We can't go in there.' And then flying back again. I mean, this is, this is what exactly is this motion trying to do? Nick Adams, I am not an expert. I am not an accountant. I am certainly not a pest controller." Don't ask me about procedure. What I would like to see is no pigeons in our area. Wow. So he had absolutely no idea how it was going to happen. No. I also like Because he's not an accountant. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. He's not an accountant. That was weird. Like, what was he like? Just on a roll of saying things he wasn't. <laughs> and he led with account. Does he go? What does he say? I'm not an expert. I'm not an accountant. I'm not a pest controller. Lead yeah, with like, pest control. Like, <laughs> lead with pest controller. <laughs> Maybe we can work up to other things that you're not. Oh, man. Do you guys want another one? Yes, let's move on. Okay, this is a pretty interesting story, I think. This is from the misconnections section of Gumtree. Wanted. Stolen white iPhone 6. Yesterday, a white blondish man and an islander came to my house, lured me to their car, saying his brother wants the phone, but is in a wheelchair. So I took it to him, and they drove off in a silver convertible. Oh. Police are investigating it as well as myself and friends in high places. <laughs> it will be locked now, so if you're the person who stole it and is reading this, congratulations on getting a useless iPhone 6. <laughs> Feel free to drop it off at any police station or my mailbox. Otherwise, good luck. Now, Whew. some questions about this sting. Mm -hmm. Because I, I do not want to mock the person. Having your phone stolen is obviously terrible. Mm. But the way that she has described this, I do not <laughs> understand how this unfolded. Especially because convertibles are, generally speaking, two-seaters. So how are there, like, three people in this... Anyway, not important, but yeah. Well, like, I mean, let, let's arrive at the convertible eventually. Okay. Let's just see how we got there. Did two people just door-knock her and say, can we buy your iPhone? And she said, well, I don't see why not. <laughs> I think it would be borrow. I think the way this scheme would work yeah. is you and I... Go up to the door, knock on Steph's door. Hello, Steph, how are you? Yeah, good. We've got a third guy. He's in the car, but he's in a wheelchair, so he can't come to the car, but he needs to borrow a phone. We don't have mobiles, do we, Ben? No. So can we borrow your mobile phone and just take it to our, uh, our mate in the car? And you're a nice person, so you would say... Yes, absolutely. Go ahead you. right now. Thank you for the phone. We get in the car, we drive off. I mean, it's, it's not the smartest thing to, to do. To, to, for, for me to do. For you to do. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, by the way, the, the fact that like the brother doesn't have to exist in this thing. It could just be a convertible two-seater. No, but who's she going to give the car to? What? She, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Who's she gonna, but who's she going to give the phone to? Well, the two guys at the door, I assume. So she gives the phone to us. And she we doesn't go, even see the brother in the wheelchair. Well, maybe she goes, oh, Why don't I buy this wheelchair then? <laughs> <laughs> it just seems to me like a needlessly complicated sting. Well, how would you do it? Simplify this. Streamline this. Okay, I'm Danny gonna, Ocean. I'm, this yeah, I'm gonna us. need. I'm gonna need ten people. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's the other thing. Like, okay, I know you can get cheapish convertibles, but at the same time, I like to imagine this is these are just extremely wealthy people, and that's how they've done it. 
just just hooning around going door to door. This is getting, a real Freddie Quimby kind of guy. Yeah, getting useless iPhone sixes. <laughs> but why do we need to bring the brother into this at all? What do you mean? Why do you need two? What I want to know is why do you need two people at the door? Do you know what I mean? Why don't you just have one person go to the door, get the phone? Like it just seems like there's too many cooks in this. Yeah. The other option is that she put the phone on the market on Gumtree. They came to pick it up. Mm. Oh, then they said, hey, my brother wants to check it out in the car or something. Yeah. He's in a wheelchair. And then they've just driven off with I it. I just don't know why they need the wheelchair detail. Because so, hey, they can't come up and show his face. So they have to go to him in the car. Yeah. I feel like this was done by committee. <laughs> I feel like this was a robbery done by committee. And everybody, like, you ever get that where it's just like... Oh, look, I don't even know why we're doing the brother thing. Do you know? But, like, you know, Mark's really keen on it. So let's just leave it in there. It's not doing any harm to the, to the actual thing. It's just going to be a weird little thing. Well, the important thing is that everyone just feels invested in this robbery. Yeah. yeah. I just want everyone to kind of get on board. And look, I feel bad about, about, you know, making light of a robbery. It's probably bad. But I just think it's a baffling, baffling crime. <laughs> Hing, do you have one? I do. I thought, new segment on the podcast. New segment, new segment. So after last week when Daslo talked about the app Yik Yak, yeah, and uh, we went through and we talked about like some of the best things you can find on the app Yik Yak, which is can a can we can a, we bring people up to speed? I'm sure a, Steph knows what Yik Yak is. It's an anonymous, it's an anonymous Twitter type thing, right? So okay. what you do is you just tweet or just write completely anonymous random shit, and it's just done by location. So you can search yaks, little yik yaks in your area type thing. Right? So you just you basically have now a feed. A completely anonymous feed of a stream of consciousness for people within a certain radius. From of random people within a couple of kilometers of here. Have you heard, had you heard about this before? I actually just realized I have. So this was embroiled in some scandals at high schools in America because people were using them to bully. Yes. Oh. Anonymously bully. And also at universities, people were using it. Where Ted Cruz gave a speech at a university, uh, at a conservative university, a lot of the students just tweeted shit about him on Yik Yak and it was very <laughs> funny. <laughs> it is amazing, like, children's ability to turn any technology into a conduit for bullying. Mm. Like, that is... That is pretty amazing. <laughs> okay, so I thought I would. So I thought I might read out some of the yik yaks mm -hmm. coming out of the Ultimo area. Oh, the Ultimo area right now, live as we speak. Oh, my oh, goodness. Wow. Black Anus, by far my favorite. <laughs> I count eight bags from KFC in my room. I may have a problem. <laughs> Organising a real orgy for attractive, masculine, gay, bi, and curious guys. Leave your kick handle for interest, please. Hang on, how does this no work? No fatties. <laughs> <laughs> okay, two things. Yes. How does that work practically if it's anonymous? And also, how does the no fatties policy work if it's anonymous? Uh, I guess you can, you can reply. You can comment on these and leave your kick handle, which is like a chat handle. Okay. Yeah, on that. Uh, so it's, it's only anonymous if you choose to have anonymous. You can, you can yik-yak your phone number if you want. Can I, I yik-yak your phone number? You can yik-yak mine if you want. <laughs> What did Yellow Boat and Yellow Spade do? <laughs> oh, a riddle! Yeah. <laughs> the only reason I snort coke is because ice cubes get stuck up my nose. I'm so sad! <laughs> was oh, that the same we're saying? Was that the same? <laughs> no, it's a secondary one that's but, just... But we don't... That could be the same person. Could be the same person. Who knows? Who knows? I, I really hope that they did that, put that out there and read it and was like, oh my God. Oh my fucking God. This morning, I woke up feeling like I've been hit by a truck. But then I remembered... My gym sesh a few days back. 
There's a couple of ways to read that, isn't there? <laughs> yeah. So I'm very perplexed by this as like a form of like uh, broadcast because the whole point of like the Twitter and stuff is so you can talk about yourself yeah. and be associated with how clever your thoughts are. Ah. So, so the, the point of this is just, it's just anonymous confessions all, all of the time. Yeah, that's the most, you know, there's that thing about on social media, Facebook and Twitter, how we kind of cultivate an image of ourselves. Mm. And so that's why... Um, you know, this is the age of the humble brag and mm. like sort of, you know, we're very careful what we, what we put out there to sort of craft an image and sometimes it's self-deprecating, but even that self-deprecation is part of what we want people to feel about us. But right. if you take that away, all of a sudden what you get is people being like, I had eight bags of KFC in my room. <laughs> <laughs> like, Here's one I, I saw during the week and I, I, I screen capped it because I thought it was, I, I just want, I want to ask you guys about the story behind this, right? Yep. The, or the personality behind this. I have a job interview tomorrow and I'm really nervous. I have done many anxious poos today, but I hope I've lost some weight in the process. <laughs> so you think that's you think that's a sad one to use, Dad? Yeah, I do. Oh. Yeah. No, no. I, I, I was like I was like, that's a really I thought that if someone wants to lose weight, that's like a really positive spin on anxiety. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, cause I, I would often do a lot of anxious poos, and I would I would always just think, oh, man, I can't stop shitting. <laughs> but maybe a better way for me to look at it is, hey, putting yeah. out putting out that extra kg. You think even that person's sort of seeing the seeing the the rain the rainbow in the rain? Is maybe. That, <laughs> oh man, I think we'll bring back Yikyak. I like it. Yeah, good Yikyak chat. Yeah, but- <laughs> um, Yikyak chat's good. I think we'll keep it. Yeah. And yeah, listeners, get in touch. Let us know if you enjoyed that. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if, if it'll ever trump coin chat. <laughs> but you never know. And if you'd like to screen cap some yaks to send us, you can uh, send them to our Freedom of Good Home Facebook page or our Twitter, FDAGH pod. Yeah. Uh, Steph, do you have one you want to do? I do. It is cold. It's part of Casual Encounters. Mm-hmm. Um, Does it say where it's from? It doesn't, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, alone on Thanksgiving, question mark. Mad at your dad, question mark. That's the title. Oh, this has been sent in by someone. Claire Davron. Thank you, Claire. Yep. Or Devoron. Look, let's not just let's not bring back last week's fucking <laughs> oh, yeah, horror was, yeah. pronunciation. Okay, that's fine. Let's um, go with it. <laughs> I'm a 28-year-old felon with no high school degree and a dirty old van one year younger than me painted like Eddie Valens Eddie Van Halen's guitar. Sorry, did you say fellow or felon? Felon. Okay. Felon. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> Said felon. I can play anywhere between the ages of 20 and 29 depending on if I shave. I'm a line cook and work late nights at a bar. If you'd like to have me as your strictly platonic date for Thanksgiving, but have me pretend to be in a very long or serious relationship with you to torment your family, I'm game. (laughs) Um, And then he lists the things that he can do. Uh, Uh I can do these things at your request. One, openly hit on other female guests while you act like you don't notice. Two, start instigative discussions about politics and or religion. Three, propose to you in front of everyone. Four, (laughs) (laughs) pretend to be really drunk as the evening goes on. And then in brackets, sorry, I don't drink, but I used to a lot. Too much, in fact, I know the drill. (laughs) And then number four. tortured backstory. (laughs) Start an an actual physical fight with a family member, either inside or on the front lawn for all the neighbors to see. Okay, well, that last one is actually just firing someone to get violence upon another person. (laughs) I require no pay, no pay, but the free meal I will receive as a guest! Exclamation mark! Quite cheery. Hey, yeah, like the free meal is, in its own way, an amazing kind of redemption story. Oh, so it's like finally this supervillain has turned well, no, I their powers towards good, not evil. I mean, this is probably pretty bad, actually. Oh, it's very bad. <laughs> I mean, it's a felon. 
Um, so yeah. it's bad. Yeah. Does felon mean... Because it's usually ex-felon, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I also thought that. Like, I thought that... Pop, yeah. It, it sounds like he's committed to continuing his life of But he's also a line cook. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it could just be I'm felon because what I'm offering here is in part illegal. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm just really on board with how specific the offerings of this man are. I think he knows his range. He exactly. Knows, he knows that he can play anywhere between 20 and 29. And, and also, the, 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 what he's offering is so specific in terms of action. Like, he's not promising you, I'm just going to come and I'm just yeah. going to just disrupt Thanksgiving. No, no, no. He's going to tell you what he's going to do. Number yeah. one, yeah. he's going to hit another female <laughs> yeah. guest. Number yeah. two, he's offering to fight people on the front lawn, you know? Yeah, it sounds like he's really worked out what is the most disruptive thing to do at Thanksgiving over maybe a lifetime of doing disruptive <laughs> yeah. things. I remember uh, like maybe a year ago on the podcast, we found quite a sweet and, and quite a sad version of this, which was somebody in the other on the other side of this equation asking for someone to come with them to a family function and pretend to be their partner mm. because they were either gay or just single and they wanted to make their parents happy. This is the direct opposite <laughs> to that. Imagine if you couldn't, if no one would come to be your like good boyfriend slash girlfriend mm. to this thing. So you had to go with this guy. Mm. And you're mm. like, bring him along. And you're like, I just, are you sure you can't just do nice boyfriends? Like, nah. It's like, very committed to the felony. It's like, Sorry. You, just... I know you don't drink. So, like, you could just <laughs> pretend to be what you are, which is sober. Like, mm. nah, nah. Nah, sorry. Yeah. I mean, this is my one night. I mean, Thanksgiving's my one weekend off of the year. You know. I want to know how he plans to stay away from booze, but still give the impression that he's drinking. Uh, wear a lampshade, untuck <laughs> one part of your shirt. Yeah, but like, won't someone be like, like, won't Uncle Morty be like, He's drinking water. <laughs> oh, maybe maybe he's... he shows up drunk. Oh, shows up drunk, yeah. or or he like smuggles booze in, like he was going to a music festival. Yeah, Do you know what I mean, that's the opposite problem. He needs to smuggle booze out. No, no, as, as in as in like he's like he's like he's like a got a, hip... a bottle of vodka and but it's water. Yeah, he's got like, oh, a little hip, he's got yeah. a little hip flask on his, <laughs> yeah, his boot yeah, right. or something. He, he keeps eating these oranges, and everyone's like, "What's that?" And she's like, "I think he." Put a syringe of vodka in those oranges. <laughs> is that a that thing? Is, that is like peculiarly specific thing to do to try that, and pretend. Is, is like that another thing you guys have? That, that's a very famous. Maybe that's a shy thing. I don't know. But certainly <laughs> when I was growing up, that was a thing we all did. Yeah, right. you get what, syringe. You, you you so you get a knife. Oh. You 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 stab it in an orange. And yeah. You make a little hole in the top, and then you just syringe vodka in, and then you seal it up with the thing with you cut out oh, right. with the little pit you cut out. You put it back in. Put the little top back into the orange, and then you just kind of glad wrap them. Put them in your bag, take them in like, oh, Mr. Mr. Security Officer at the gates of Big Day Out. No, I'm a 15-year-old boy who's just got a bag of oranges. And oh, so I'm not going to get drunk. <laughs> I'm just going to beat a witness with these. <laughs> Can I, I think I may have mentioned this on the podcast, but if I have, it was a while ago. I uh, knew a girl in high school whose mother had a long-standing fear that robbers would break into their house um, not steal anything, but inject all their fruit with wee. <laughs> <laughs> you have not mentioned this on the podcast before, I don't think. Wow. And then like, you know, like two weeks later after they've eaten the wee fruit, they get sent photos of the people oh. injecting it with wee. It's like that toothbrush thing. Yeah. It's a weird like corruption of that toothbrush thing, yeah. which is, for those of you who don't know, it's like, it's the exact same thing, but they send pictures of them shoving the, their toothbrushes up, up their bottom. Mm. Um, anyway, that's just <laughs> a fun fact about somebody. Okay, I got one. This is from Cal- Calamavale. No. You've ruined me. Whoever wrote in and said that I can't pronounce things above Byron Bay, you've ruined me. You've gotten in my head. Calamvale. Calamvale. There we go. This is called Buddy Hire. This is kind of in a similar vein to Steph's one, actually, but a nice one. Mm-hmm. 28, 
28 year old, I assume male, um, 28 male, available for general companionship, friendship, entertainment, hangout. If you live a busy life surrounded by other busy people or are new to the area and you just want someone to accompany you going out, playing golf, fishing, whatever it is you like to do, I'm a good positive guy. Genuine, motivational, fun, and I like to stay active and meet people and do new things. Price is subject to activities, time, and obligations. Email me with your queries. Ah. Buddy hire. Wait, he's not just offering to be a friend? Nope. You have to hire this person. Buddy hire. That's a good business model. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he, if that he is, likes, that, if he that likes the golf. Decla- that's the declaration of a very lonely person. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's a market for this, yeah. <laughs> well, if he likes playing golf anyway, why not get paid to do it? Yeah. I just but, think that's fine. But aren't you competing with against people who will do this for free? In Because <laughs> if you, yeah, if you are competing with people who will do this for free and this person hires you, then that means they have not been able to find somebody to do this for free. Right. Which could either mean that they are really shy, mm-hmm. in which case I don't even think this would suit them very well, mm. which is so far more likely is that they are just dreadful. Mm. Yeah. Or the other thing is that this person is dreadful. This person and they <gasps> are using this as a way to exploit People who are very, very shy. You know how like, sometimes you go into a cafe and it's like $15 for a sandwich. You start eating the sandwich. You're like, oh, it's $15 for the sandwich. This must be a pretty good sandwich. You know? Yeah. And it doesn't actually matter. I mean, I don't do that because I'm not a fucking idiot. <laughs> well, you're, you, you, you're, never, you're never tricked by price ever. Yeah, I am. <laughs> so you're saying like you think that someone's going to see this and be like, well, my friends are doing an okay job, but if I could pay to get people to do it better. Exactly. Yeah. This is a premium service. Yeah. That's true. And wouldn't it be amazing if this guy was actually really lonely? And that's how he's decided he's doubling down. He's like, not only am I going to find friends, I'm going to find people to pay me to be their friend. <laughs> oh, so he's just tried to decide to revolutionize his friend game. Yeah. And he's like, you know what? What do friends need to do? He's like, golf. They need to be friendly. They need to be a positive guy. Yeah. I'll do all these things. And the, th- the reason I'll learn to do it is because I'll be on the bloody clock. Yeah. If I don't do this, I'm going to starve. How do you think, how do you think um, payment works? Do you think it's like, leave it on the nightstand? Beforehand, is it? I mean, has he said anything? Is it per hour? Is it price is subject to activity? Right. So I assume if you want to play mini golf, you not only yeah, you know, you're going to pay for his ticket, obviously, and maybe some coke and like Coca Cola. <laughs> visions of coked up mini golf. <laughs> you, you ever played mini golf on coke, mate? It's bloody wild. <laughs> is it, just on that? Is is? Do you think mini golf is a game that requires confidence to be good at? Like, I don't think cocaine is going to help you. Do you know what I mean? Like, cocaine might help you if you're, if you're doing something like trapeze work or something, where confidence is probably necessary, because if you, like, stumble in trapeze work, you're going to fall. Whereas mini golf, I feel like... But mini golf is such a head game. It is. I mean, golf is, and mini golf less so, in, in accordance with their size. Is mini, isn't mini golf like a random chance type thing? What are you... How are you playing this game? You just hit it, and then no one's, no one's strategizing mini Everyone golf. Everyone is strategizing mini it's golf. Like, it's, what? It's like well, pool. Yeah, it's like, you know, say I'm picturing the little fan thing and the fan is going oh, down. Oh, sorry. Down. You mean windmill. <laughs> that's, but it's that's small. What you mean. It's small. Yeah, it's the small. Size of a but fan. a small windmill is a small windmill. It doesn't become a fan. <laughs> I thought that that was... It's, okay. it's the same way that mini golf doesn't become a pool. I would like, argue that the, a windmill is actually the opposite of a fan. Yeah. Because a fan is powered blades mm-hmm. that blow air. A windmill are blades that are powered by air yep. to turn a mill. Anyway, continue. But surely step. if you're a massive giant person and you're standing in front of a windmill, the effect is the same. Okay, can I just say there is literally a line in Futurama that addresses this. <laughs> like, literally, there is a line where it's really hot 
and there are a bunch of windmills <laughs> and the news anchor, the female news anchor says, well, at least they're getting cooled down by all the windmills. And then Morbo shouts at her, windmills do not work that way. Oh. <laughs> oh, I did not know that. <laughs> so, all right. mini golf. You, you, have you, when was the last time either of you played mini golf? Mm, a couple of years ago. Well, I reckon I've not played mini golf in probably about 15 years. Last time I played mini golf, I dressed up. For what? You dressed up like what? Like a golfer. Like I had pantaloons and I like... Was everyone doing this or did you just... Luckily, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. do, you, do you imagine, did, did they say, hey Ben, we're going out for a day of golf and you got dressed up for a day of golf and then they were like, oh, sorry, we meant... Yeah, uh. yeah. Um, we don't have many good... Like I remember when I went to the States as a kid and I was like blown away by the mini golf that they had because it was like I'd seen in movies. And here, you're lucky. Like, We've got we like a couple of them, but you're lucky if anything moves. Yeah, I mean, there is a course at the... Well, certainly the last time I went to mini golf was again 15 years ago, but there was a course at the local mini golf at Milpera near Illawong, or mm. kind of nearish to Illawong, the closest one to Illawong at least. And it was there was the active fun kids one, and then there was the grown-ups one where it was just a putting green with like... 15 different holes in a row. Yeah, I think that that's right. I don't think we have any of the cool fancy mechanic ones. Yeah, yeah. We, we have like, oh, there's a bump in this one. It's like, well, yeah. fucking great. You didn't lay the course right. Like, <laughs> don't turn that into a novelty. You can't, you know what? You can't, you can't put a bunch of rope around floors in your mini golf design and then call it pirate themed. <laughs> <laughs> you can't do that. And they do. I feel like we're getting away from the topic at hand though, which is that this man is offering his services yep. for free. I know I do this a lot on the podcast, but this really does feel like a film. This feels like a film, and it would be like Seth. It would be a Seth Rogen, James Franco, Judd Apatow film mm -hmm. about a guy who hires himself out. Fuck! This this sounds like it exists. Does this exist? A guy who hires himself out for friends. Yeah. Uh, is the movie Hitch about this? No, that's not what the movie Hitch is about. <laughs> okay, what about the movie The Godfather? Is that about? Yes, this? that's what this is. I've seen three films. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, that's not what Flubber is about. <laughs> If this does not exist as a slacker Judd Apatow film, then it will, like, as soon as we release this podcast. So what's the, what, what is the storyline of this film, do you think? Oh, it, it, it's kind of your classic um, the Never Been Kissed, uh, She's All That setup too, where mm -hmm. it's like somebody's... But it's for bros. Yeah, somebody's doing this for financial gain, and maybe it's like, oh, his mates are worried about him, so he hires, you know, Seth oh. Rogen to be his friend. So wait, so wait, do you think... Steph and I are worried about you not having any friends. Yeah. So we bring... And you're not good enough friends to actually be nice to me, so you just hire... We're busy running our new business about turtles. That's what we're doing. <laughs> yeah, because that's, yeah. that's actually a really good B-plot that mm. runs through the movie. Yeah, yeah. Okay, great. And so Steph and I hire, let's say, James Franco. Yeah, I think it'll be Rogan, actually. Right. No, you'd be Frank. You'd be cool guy with a leather jacket. James no, Franco turns Frank, up. Franco's doing really good, fragile at the moment. Oh, okay. So who who would you cast in this role as, as hired best friend for Ben, Steph? Adam Sandler. Oh! oh. <laughs> Look, I mean, and how old is Ben in this film? You're like 25 or you're like 30? <laughs> no, I think we're like, like 30. Right, okay. Yeah. yeah, some people have kids. Okay. And then... So we hire... So Steph and I hire Adam Sandler. <laughs> Wait, just so we're clear, are we hiring a person who's played by Adam Sandler or are we hiring in the, movie, <laughs> the world we're playing the actor it's Adam, Adam Sandler? Adam he's quite yeah. wealthy, but he's willing to do it. Yeah, so he's, got the same, uh, he's got the same attitude towards gigs as I do. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Um, and then we become good friends. You and, and then, Adam Sandler And do. then after a while, I realise that he's been hired. Oh. And that's like your end of act two. But then, but but then he's like, hey, I've grown to... Yeah, and actually... he... And he oh, you know what he does? He buys me something really nice. Did you say all... Adam Sandler because we were talking about mini golf and you were yeah, thinking... Yeah, definitely. Okay. <laughs> that was the only person I could think of that whole conversation. <laughs> Carl Weathers. <laughs> um, yeah, and then he... 
fuck is that Carl Weathers in Happy Gilmore? And then, yeah, he, with all the money that you guys have given him, he get, buys me something really nice. Right, Like okay. a good putter or something. <laughs> oh, I see. Or he buys me a, a, puts down a deposit on a mini golf place that I wanted to buy. Yeah, it's and got then, some emotional attachment. And then we run it together. Yeah. Into the ground. Into the ground. And, and then one of the mini golf things can involve turtles in some capacity. And yeah, that's, that's the B plot meshes yep. together. Oh, it's like fucking Babel. <laughs> <laughs> what is Babel? Uh, it's that movie where it's different threads and they come together. Crash might have been a better reference, I suppose. Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels would have been a good one. In a way. Yeah. Probably not as much cultural currency. Everyone, what do you mean? He's listing Guy Ritchie films. Yeah, yeah. That's Guy Ritchie's thing that he does. Yeah. What is this Babel film? Who's ever seen that? Okay, well, it was Oscar nominated, I believe. Uh, you want to take us home? Yes. Uh, this is one that, uh, is taken from the Sydney Craigslist area and is, uh, entitled Intelligent Asian... From UNSW, Man for Woman. University of New South Wales. And See, University of a... New South Wales that I used to work at. Uh-huh. And this is a misconnection, right? Misconnection. And it reads as such. You know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> Message me. I think we should arrange something. There is so much potential. Wow. The only thing that this person who this ad is about has to go off is intelligent Asian mm-hmm. and you know who you are. I think this is someone just casting a really wide net. Yeah. Because yeah. I would say, like, having worked at UNSW, there are a lot... Like, it would be a majority uh, Asian population in a How lot of How many the of them faculties. would be intelligent? Well, they're at universities. So they're not bloody adults, mate. That's very true. Like, like you would... You, you are casting an absurdly wide net. But imagine that you're not, and you just get so many replies. And like, guy could not have been clearer! <laughs> <laughs> you know who you are! But also, what kind of person is responding to this being like, well, I'm Asian, tick, I'm intelligent, tick, like... I would yeah. not feel comfortable emailing this person, even if they meant me, because just like saying that you're intelligent on Craigslist. Oh, do you think this is like a trap? Do you think like when you say, oh, yeah, hi, respond to your ad, the person's like, ooh, got tickets on yourself, do yeah, we? Exactly. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, if you're so smart, solve these three riddles. <laughs> yeah. Or it's like a social experiment, one of the ones they do at unis all the time, where they're trying to see the type of person that would respond oh. and how people can perceive of their intelligence. That's true. I mean, I also think that this doesn't like like a like unlike a lot of misconnections, um, this doesn't actually appear to I need this man for woman, but it actually doesn't really appear to have any creepy sexual overtones. Like what what sorry, let me rephrase. <laughs> this doesn't actually appear to have any sexual overtones. It has plenty of creepy overtones. Mm. No explicitly sexual ones at least. No, it's it's almost like it's this reads to me, and I don't know why, but this reads reads to me almost like a like a villain. Like, don't you think like we should arrange something? There is so much potential. Also, yeah. we should arrange something again. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mm. just remembered something that happened to me when I was in year 10. And I've not talked about this in about Uh-oh. 15 years. But when you said social experiment and see who will respond, this memory just flashed back into my brain. But what happened was, basically, I got given some expired HMV vouchers uh-huh. for my birthday from an ex-girlfriend. That's another long story. So, she gave you them... They were expired, or she gave them to be you, and she, then she regip. It's unclear whether it was a mistake or it was malicious, but she <laughs> gave me some expired for my birthday. She gave me some already expired HMV vouchers. You've had some terrible birthdays. Yeah, but not she, yeah. birthdays. Oh man! <laughs> and uh, I, I, so I got these expired HMV vouchers, right? Which I didn't realize were expired because I didn't look at the date on them until I went to the shop. Okay, right. So HMV. Has now all closed down in Australia, but back then, thriving metropolis. Thriving. So I turned up at this thing. 
I go to buy these. I, go, I went to go buy a tripod, the comedy band tripod album. Uh-huh. And actually, uh, I think a Guy Ritchie film. I think I bought Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels on VHS, maybe. I think. Yeah, okay. That's <laughs> maybe that's good... why it's in my brain. Oh, weird. Mm-hmm. So I, bu- I go to the counter to buy these. I've got like a 50 dollars HMV voucher or something. Mm-hmm. And the lady's like, there's like a girl at the counter and she's like, oh, sorry, these are, you know. How expired. badly expired? Like if they were milk. <laughs> oh, it would be it would it would be cut it would be like would it be cheese yet? Yeah, I mean it would be off okay. cheese. Yeah, would, milk just goes straight to cheese. Sure, yeah. <laughs> goes milk yogurt cheese. <laughs> it's like it was like six months. Oh, out of by way of your cult. <laughs> oh, you know, actually, no, it was a, it was like almost a year out of date. I think okay, it was like ages out of date. I started talking to the girl at the counter. She would have been like my age, I think, maybe 15, 16 years old, mm. and she says, "Look, you know what? There's no actual way that everyone's going to know these are expired." Mm. I'll just let you go through anyway. Just Ooh. buy them anyway. I'm like, Ooh. that's great. That's so cool. Thank you so much. So I buy these things. As we're chatting, she's like, hey, um, you seem like a cool... I, I can't remember exactly what she said, but this is the first time this has ever happened to me. She like wrote down her number on a piece of paper and I can't remember her name, but she was like, hey, you should give yeah. me a call sometime, right? So this is like two weeks later or something. I'm talking to my friends about this at school and this is before the days of mobile phones. So I, you know, I just called her from my home phone. I called her and I was like, hey, my name's Michael. We met at HMV. You're working there, blah, 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 blah. And then she said, oh... Listen, like, so she initiated all of this. She gave me yeah. her number and everything, right? And so she said, oh, listen, um, that was actually, I'm doing a, a research project at uni and I'm handing out my number to guys and seeing like how long it takes them to call me back. And you're like the, I did like a 20 on that day or something. And you're like the second last person to call me back or something. She like, did say that. Yeah. Didn't need to tell me that. Now. Oh, maybe on ethics. Maybe she had to go to the ethics committee and tell you that. Well, I'm just thinking now in retrospect. Having done most of a psychology degree that I did flunk out of, yeah. there's no way you're going to get that shit past an ethics panel, right? There's no way. Uh. Right? Just handing out your number and then doing experiments on me like that, right? Do you think that's just like the most creative excuse to blow you off? Yeah. But then why would she give me her number? No, maybe she was like, oh, yeah, cool. Like, at the time. Yeah, you've got lock, stock and two smoking barrels. She's like, we can talk about this. <laughs> oh, I'm breaking the law. <laughs> this is so sexy. Expired vouchers. But and then, my phone manner is so bad. Yeah. I call her and she's like, oh, no thanks. <laughs> yeah, well, two weeks later, you walk out of the store and she's like, ooh, actually, what the fuck? <laughs> what, what? What? No, no one's forcing you to do I don't know. So well, like, I just think she changed her mind. <laughs> I just think she changed. I think that's the most likely thing. You reckon? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, man. I think you probably waddled out of the shop in a bad way. Oh, you think I walked up like, yeah, thanks for... I was like, yeah, thanks for letting me buy this this DV, this VHS in the city, you bitch. Yeah. <laughs> and then just left yeah. being horrible. You were you were negging ahead of your time. And then I called her up later and was like, hey, is that that stinky girl? Like, <laughs> HMV? Yeah. Some that, loser. These could be all... Yeah. Yeah. Well, I hadn't thought about that in 15 years or something. But well, that's thanks, something that Steph, to for uh, bringing that memory I'm very sorry back. to judge you. <laughs> um, thank you so much for coming, Steph. Thank you so much for having me. Such um, a fun episode this thanks week. Thanks for the snacks. And thank you for, thank you for the birthday snack. Yeah. Yeah, that was, you've, set the, you've set the bar high for our guests. Every week I demand a birthday snack. Um, thank you very much for listening. Thank you for all of you who've um, rated and reviewed it. It helps other people find us and sort of inch up the old uh, iTunes charts. If you haven't done that already and you've been listening for a while, it would be super great if you could. And every week we say that and every week some people do it. So thank you so much. But if more of you did it, it would be very helpful. Yeah. If you want to get in contact with us, our email address is contact at free to a good home podcast. The things you need to get in contact with us this week are, uh, do you have ibises where you live? <laughs> And any um, yik yaks that you want to share with us. Mm-hmm. And also, of course, as always, any classifieds that you find uh, that you'd like to share. Yes, uh, our tweets are at... Our tweets are at... F- our tweets are at... At F-T-A-G-H pod. Jesus, that really stumped you. Yeah, I'm going to cut that out so it's going to sound like you... you know, <laughs> yeah. To me then. And uh, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter and the rest of it. Steph, do you have anything you want to plug? 
Nah. Like a website, maybe? Oh, yes. Uh, go to my website, junkie.com. J U N K E E. Sorry, say the website again because I, I trod on that. Go to my website. It is junkie.com. It's not really just my website, it's a lot of websites. Wait, I'll say that again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, go to junkie.com. J U N K E E.com. That is the site I edit. It is fun. I think uh, you've written for it before, Ben. Yeah. Ben has written for it before. Uh, our, podcast, our podcast has been mentioned on this yeah, a couple of times. It's been nice. Um, if you are in Sydney this weekend, um, I'll be doing a couple of gigs at the Sydney Writers Festival. Hey. Um, uh, on the Friday, be doing a lot of stuff um, with the team from Giant Dwarf. So if you've been listening to this podcast and heard about this theatre that we mention every single week, um, we're, we're doing a bit of a showcase from that. Um, so that'll be fun. And also the day after, I'll be doing a comedy thing with Susie Youssef and, and Alex Lee and Zoe Norton Lodge and all sorts of people you've heard of. You've said day after, but you haven't given a day. That yeah, I know. Have... I'm well aware of that. Okay. <laughs> it's this coming Friday, the 22nd or 3rd. Uh-huh. And what is it called? And where is it at? <laughs> the Wharf. And what is the... Com- you said comedy thing. You've given us no details. Look, just calm along, all right? All right. What time is it on? Okay. <laughs> uh, and uh, if you can just fucking Google the program, just you can't because you haven't given them a name. I think it's called a night of laughs. What is it? I don't know. It's a night of laughs. <laughs> what are you gonna do? I'll do some jokes, mate. <laughs> I'll do some bloody jokes. Uh, continuing the theme of weird gigs that I do everywhere. If you're an architect, uh, I'm doing that thing at Vivid. Mm-hmm. If you want to get involved with that, I'm also uh, doing a TEDx talk this week. And I think we're we're doing, doing a, a TED talk. TEDx talk. I think I don't think it's the same as a TED talk. It's like what Uber is to UberX. Yeah, I guess so. I guess yeah. yeah I have to do it in a limo. Yeah. <laughs> what's your te- What's your TED talk going to be on? Uh, I don't want to give it away. What is like how we can I get written it? I haven't written it. <laughs> ben, shut up! I haven't written it. Like I assume they want you to write something about comedy, right? But I think you should really stump them and be like, "This is how best to get water to drought-afflicted places." Or <laughs> do that speech you have planned on architecture. Yeah, that'll be great. Oh, two birds, one stone. Uh, and I'm also Ben, and you and I are appearing at some sort of debate night on Wednesday, I think as well. Oh yeah, Yarramadoon. What is that? Uh, it's a, um, d- a debate night run by two former guests on the podcast, Eliza and Hannah Riley. It's at the Giant Dwarf Theatre. Giant Dwarf Theatre, surprisingly enough. And it's um, with uh, Wyatt, um, Frederick Lloyd, and um, Alex Lee, you. Veronica Milson's uh, doing Milson it. A lot of J. former guests on the show. A lot of former guests. And it's basically a, high, uh, a primary school debate um, about whether cats are better than dogs. Excellent stuff. All right. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. If you like pina coladas and getting caught in the rain If you're not into yoga If you have half a brain If you'd like making love at midnight In the dunes on the cape Then I'm the love that you've looked for Write to me and escape What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? 
Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.